You are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. H-Town, playoff bound. We are the Locked On Texans, your daily Texas talk and news update. I'm John, some sports guy Hickman, along with Cody Davis. The Houston Texans are set to take on the Buffalo Bills on Saturday for the um, 2019 wildcard game in Houston. NRG will be popping and hopefully they will put on a better show than they did Last year's wild card game against the Indianapolis Colts. Yeah, you know what? I can't wait to talk about today's show. We're going to let you guys know who the Buffalo Bills are, and then we're also going to dive into today and along uh, without with the rest of the week, just what the Texans can do to combat this very, very good Buffalo Bill defense. These guys are stout at every position when you look at what they do on that defense. So we're going to let you know who they are, and I hopefully, you know, the last few playoff games right in the last three of the four playoff games under bill o'brien our houston texans have had problems and have struggled with scoring the football they've only scored over 20 points once in that four game stretch and it does not look like they're going to get any leeway any room to score over 20 hell maybe even two two tugs going into this saturday's game because of this amazing defense led by that front four where they get after you. And then the secondary with Micah Hyde, who's just a stud. Um, Trendavious White at cornerback. He is a stud. They make it difficult for you everywhere. No matter where you want to throw, run, it doesn't matter. So this will be a interesting game. I believe that the Texans may have a way to win. I hold off on that. We have... Later on in the show, we'll talk about it along with the rest of the week. But this is the playoff-bound version of the Locked On Texas. You can hear this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Megaphone, and Spotify. And please make sure wherever you listen to your favorite podcast, please be sure to stay up to date with us all week long as we keep you updated on everything regarding the Houston Texans and their playoff run. Speaking of playoff run, John, we talked about this a lot, but basically ever since we took over the show back in March, Do you think if the Houston Texans can get past the Buffalo Bills, do you believe making it to the divisional round is just enough, or do you need to see this team go to the AFC Championship game? Because, yes, I know the Texans made it in 2015 to the divisional round, but that was just basically a gimme just due to the fact that the Oakland Raiders was playing without Derek Carr, who at the time was leading the lead for MVP. So... You know, just knowing the history of this team, especially for Bill O'Brien, and we've seen the number of coaches who just gotten fired on Monday, not saying that he's going to get fired at the end of this season, but is it going to be enough for the Texans just to make it to the divisional round or at least, or it's a must that they have to get to the AFC Championship? I'll say this. What's really good enough for this team? You lost J.J. White in Week 8. There was a back-to-back weeks where your entire secondary was depleted. You had to go and get uh, Garyon Conley. He ended up getting hurt for a couple games. 
your first, your second round pick, Lonnie Johnson Jr. A part of that, where your secondary just goes down, uh, Titus Howard goes down. He's out for the rest of the year. We haven't seen him play in a while. What is enough for this team? I don't think the AFC title game is where you mark your calendar and say, we have to get here. Now, of course, the players will, but realistically, that's not ideal. I think if they beat the Buffalo Bills, which is possible, it's going to be a hard-fought battle. It's possible. Making it to the divisional round, if, which will be your second time in your last five tries, um, if we're including Saturday's game, that will set you up for a bright future. But, I mean, I can't say making it to the AFC title game right now. It's just would help, you know? What about from the standpoint, if you're the McNair family, you're taking a look at what Bill O'Brien has is doing with this team. Now, he has done a pretty good job making this team a very relevant, you know, franchise ever since he has taken over at the Helms. But once again, he has only made it out of the first round one time. One time. And not only that, it was against a team who they was playing without, who at the time was leading the league in MVP votes in Derek Carr. Yeah. So if, if you're the McNair family, do you take a look at this situation and be like, if they don't make it to the AFC championship game, is it time to start making your seat just a tad bit warm? And it's going to be do or die next season? Or do you say, you know what? We still like what you're doing with this team. We're going to continue giving you chance after chance after chance. Because I don't want this to turn into a situation as we see up I-45 in Dallas. Dallas. Yeah, I mean, but here's the thing about that. Dallas has consensually had the talented, more talented team, superior team on paper with talent. They had a Romo, Des Bryant, and... Uh, DeMarco Murray. Then you get a Dak Prescott, Amari Cooper, Ezekiel Elliott. They've had so much talent, and he's been there so long with so much mediocre, mediocrity. And a lot of that is due to Jerry Jones. I think it's a little bit different here in Houston because we know that there's been injuries. You've lost JJ twice for a whole year. We know that there's been issues to come about that has kept this Houston team back. And for the most part, O'Brien has done a pretty good job of keeping him afloat. Now, last year was the year at 11-5. You got to afford Deshaun Watson healthy. You know, you dropped a dud. Hmm. And then I think going into this game Saturday, making it to the divisional round would be something that would put a stamp on his career so far and saying, okay, well, he deserves one more year. And plus, you already know that him, Jack Easterby, and the rest of the 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 GM band, they'll be returning for the 2020 year to be GMs as a whole. So is he going to fire himself? I don't know how that's going to work out. Maybe the McNair's will choose to keep him as a GM but remove his head coaching job. I'm not sure. But one thing that we are for certain, Black Monday was yesterday. Pat Sherman is going to New York. We know how the Redskins handled their coaching job early in the year when they got rid of Jay Gruden. You mentioned the Dallas Cowboys, Jason Garrett, and reports are that the entire coaching staff is out of a job now, along with Freddie Kitchens in his long year in Cleveland. It's funny that you mentioned the Cleveland Browns because even though I'm we're looking way far out there in the future, um, we're actually going to see the Cleveland Browns in 2020. Not only are we going to see them, we're going to have to take a trip to Cleveland. 
That's going to be fun. And I bet one thing, going to the offseason next year, I'm sure they won't have Baker Mayfield over Deshaun Watson. <gasps> yeah, that's right. If I'm not mistaken, Baker Mayfield was 15, Deshaun Watson was 51. Am I correct? I believe we're we gonna have to pull up the list, but that was it. I'm pretty sure next year, the top 100 going into 2020, Deshaun Watson should be somewhere in the top 30, top 25. Baker Mayfield be lucky if he falls somewhere in the 90s. He may not crack it. <sighs> he may not crack it. But enough with that. We're gonna crack into today's show. We're gonna talk about the Buffalo Bills and what they do. Of course, we know our Houston Texans, but we're gonna review them throughout the entire week starting today. Every time I think about the Buffalo Bills, I think about a team. How in the hell did you blow four Super Bowls in a row? In a row. You know, the they lost to the New York Giants in 90. They lost to the Redskins in 91. Then they lost to the Dallas Cowboys back-to-back in 92 and 93. And the only thing that they got out of that was the fact that they was there for two of the most iconic legendary performances Whitney Houston singing the national anthem in 92 and as you know my boy Michael Jackson breaking down the halftime in 93 but damn you go to four straight Super Bowls and that's the only thing you can tell your family well hopefully Saturday won't end up like the 1993 Buffalo Bills versus the Houston Oilers where we are big (laughs) and we squander away a lead which, by the way, brought up the nickname Choke City. Choke City. We talk about physical fitness a lot. We talk about football players and how great they are and what they do each year to get better. That comes a lot with the physical fitness. But there's another side to the game that's just as important. And I'm talking about the mental fitness. Calm, the number one app for sleep and meditation, has teamed up with LeBron James to help you train your mind. Happy birthday, Bron. LeBron and Calm... Know that your mind is like any other muscle in your body, and Calm can help you train your brain so you sleep better, have less stress, and perform at your best. The Houston Texan team needs this Calm app going into Saturday's game. For LeBron James, sleep is an important part of his mental fitness routine. And if you head to calm.com backslash locked on, you'll get 40% off a Calm premium membership. With Calm, you have access to the nature scenes LeBron loves, like rain on leaves, and so much more like sleep stories and meditations. For a limited time, our listeners can join LeBron in using Calm with 40% discount to an annual membership at calm.com backslash locked on. Who doesn't want to be Team Braun right now? Go out, get Calm, download the app, 40% off, locked on. We have the best offers for you. Not only do we want your team to do well, we want you to get sleep. We want you to get the rest so you can go out and perform at your job as a parent, as a brother. Doesn't matter. And while you're listening to this show, well, we have to talk about what the Buffalo Bills could do to perform this Saturday. And not only that, a lot of you guys may not know who the Buffalo Bills are. Right, Cody? We talk about the, the Patriots. Why? We played them. Chiefs. Why? We've played them. The Falcons. The Chargers. I can go on and on. We've played them. We've got sample sizes of each of those team teams, rather, but we have not talked about the Bills because we haven't played them this year. At 10 and 6, Sean McDermott, who I think should be a top three coach of the year candidate, has really turned this franchise around considering the expectations. Second in the AFC East, 
has given a lot of teams trouble, and you want to know why? Defense. This defense of the Buffalo Bills has been stopped the entire year. So if you do not know who they are, the Bills are the number eight rushing team in the league. They're number two in total defense in the league. They only allow 298 per game. Jordan Phillips, Ed Oliver, Trent Murphy, Shaq Lawson. Between those four guys, Phillips has nine and a half sacks. Ed Oliver, Houston product, not only the city, but played at U of H. He has five sacks. Trent Murphy has five sacks. Shaq Lawson has six and a half sacks. These guys anchor the front four, which has 26 total sacks between the four, averaging nearly three sacks per game. And they're even better in away games at three and a half sacks per game. These guys are for real on that defense. And I didn't even mention Michael Hyde or Trent Davis White. Yeah, the Buffalo Bills by far have one of the best defensive teams in the league. And to fully understand how great their defense is, you have to go back to week 13 when they played against the Baltimore Ravens. Now, even though they lost that game 24-17, they, their defense did a number on Baltimore. And we're talking about a Baltimore Raven team who we've all been witnesses this year how great and fun they have been. You're talking about a team who's number 1 in points per game. They averaged 33 points per game. Led the league. Led the league in rushing yards with that dynamic running of Lamar Jackson and Mark Ingram. They averaged 206 rushing yards per game. Once again, leading the league. But playing against the Buffalo Bills with that defense, even though they lost, they only allowed a total of 24 points. And in their rushing game, they basically did the best job at stopping the dynamic of Lamar Jackson and Mark Ingram. They only gave up a total of 118 yards. Mark Ingram, 50 yards for 15 carries. Lamar Jackson, 40 yards for 11 carries. I don't know about you. But I'm kind of nervous of how great this Buffalo Bills defense is. Because if they can do that, if they can do that against the Baltimore Ravens with Lamar Jackson, I'm nervous to see what they can do to a team that's 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 good. Deshaun Watson, Carlos Hyde, Duke Johnson, they, they're good, but at the same time, they're, they're not those boys in Baltimore. And you forgot to mention their secondary. They have a top 10 secondary. They only gave up a total of 195 per game. Once again, it brings up a, a, a situation where you're looking at it as in, if we had Will Fuller and if he was healthy, I would be a little bit more confident in the Texans' chances of winning this game. And that's only because, I don't mean to stop it, but that's only because of the dynamic we've seen the when the, he's on the field the offense to play caller is not as handicapped mm-hmm. as it would be if he's off so mm-hmm. i understand your confidence but to your point yeah and, and no disrespect to kenny steals and like i mentioned in yesterday's show hopefully deandre carter can carry over some kind of performance he did against the tennessee titans on sunday but I'm pretty sure, and they have one of the best DBs in the league that's going to be covering DeAndre Hopkins like White on Rice. And in this case, it'll be White on Hopkins when you look at Trendavious White, who has had an amazing year, right? In the same division, conference, 
as Stephen Gilmore. Those two guys in the AFC East, they've been going back and forth just locking guys down, taking the ball away or just not allowing them the opportunity to be a factor in games because of how well they've played this year. And then I, I really have to mention that front four like I did before. We've seen Ed Oliver play football, at least me, since his senior year in high school. That big year he had at U of H, Shaq Lawson, we know how dominant he can be. Jordan Phillips, Trent Murphy, those guys together has caused issues for a lot of different teams. They're making it hard for you to run on them. You're, you're not going to be able to do that. They're only giving up 103 per game. They're making it hard for your quarterback to get time to make precise decisions. And the scary part about it is, unlike what we have here in Houston, where in Houston we're having a lot of trouble rushing the quarterback, which has put a lot of pressure on our secondary. Their front four is getting after the quarterback, forcing bad throws, and then once that happens, where is your secondary? Well, then you have Trendavious White and Micah High back there, and they're doing their job. But you see how we've mentioned all defense for the Buffalo Bills. But that's, that's because that's their identity. When we look on the flip side of things with their offense, that's where it's going to get in the favor of what Houston can do, even on their defensive side. So I can't wait to discuss that aspect of the game, what Houston can do on defense to shut down that Bills offense, which is really one of the worst offenses in the league. They don't score a lot of points. They don't have a lot of yards. They win games because they punch you in the mouth on defense. It's hard for you to stop that defense. It's hard for you to win against that defense. Right now, their offense is averaging just under 20 points per game. And that is where I think Houston can win this battle. The Buffalo Bills have an interesting offense. They're one of the best running teams in the league. And that's what happens when you have a rookie, Devin Singleton, and Frank Gore in your backfield. And the way Buffalo uses those two is similar to the way the Texans use Duke Johnson and Carlos Hyde throughout the season. And, and what's funny, their offense is a little bit similar to what the Houston Texans does. In a sense, very similar. Even with scoring, the Texans are, uh, what, about four points more than the Bills at around 23. They hover around 23 points scoring per game. There are... if. The stats are correct right now because I checked this out earlier today. They are 9-10 and 10 or 8-9 and nine when it comes to rushing yards per game, and the Bills are notch above the Houston Texans. So they that's the best part of the Bills game. And the Texans, I still think the passing is the best part of their game. We use our run to set up the pass, and we know that because that's like the first quarter mantra. Run, first play, run, first play. Compared to them, they use the run just to continue to set up their run. And they're pretty damn good at it. That's what keeps them in games. And then they allow Josh Allen to do a lot with his legs. And it works for the Bills. They got them at 10-6. Here is what the Houston Texans can do going into Saturday's game. By the way, we got another 3-30 game. This is like the fourth 3-30 Saturday game in a row. <laughs> NFL. I mean, I know we're not prom time, but damn. Can we get some love here in Houston? Nonetheless, there are things that the Texans can do to win this game. But it's all about opportunity, and that's taking advantage of it. 
when I look at this Buffalo Bill team right now, penalties. They're averaging 7.3 penalties per game, 6.7 in the last three games, and it's much more probable for them to have more in Saturday's game because they average 7.6 per game in away games. They're coming here off 16 and Kirby. So the away games is more than their average compared to Houston's 6.9 per game, but only 4.7 in the last three. They've cleaned that up a lot, especially considering the issues they had um, with Larry Tunsil. So they've cleaned that game up. Going into this week's playoff game, including the last three, Buffalo Bills has been killing themselves with penalty yards per game, hovering around 52 penalty yards lost. While Houston has cleaned it up in the last three games, they're hovering around 32 yards lost due to penalty. I'm looking at that, and I'm thinking to myself, there's going to be opportunity there to, A, get one of the worst third-down completion teams off the field. The Buffalo Bills has been terrible at getting themselves over that hump on third downs, and they've been getting out quick. Uh, I believe it was 36 yard, 36 percentage in the last three games. They're only averaging around 30% on third downs. They've been having a lot of struggle, and that's because due to the fact that they run to continue to set up the run, as a lot of teams run to set up the pass, they're very good at running, but they're not really that good at throwing the ball. And Josh Allen has a lot of maturity to do, to go through rather, and to grow as a passer. Uh, so the Texans have to make sure that they are taking advantage of all the opportunities that are going to come their way. But how much of a factor are the Texans' injuries going to play a part of it? Because we still haven't gotten word if Jonathan Joseph will be available for Saturday. Joseph may be out. Fuller may be out. That's going to be a big factor. And you also got to look at the situation of J.J. Watts returning. What percentage of J.J. Watts is going to be there? Is it going to be 20%, 50%, 75%? You damn sure know it's not going to be 100 It's not going to be 100 And then on top of his percentage health-wise, how many percent of the plays are he going to play? How many snaps will he get in? Exactly. So, so that's a factor. That is a factor. And I, but I look at their receiving core as Cole Beasley does a lot. But Bradley Roby, who was initially a, a slot cornerback, I think he can handle that. But, uh, but that, Jonathan Joseph being out will hurt. Yeah, Jonathan Joseph being out is going to hurt. But you also got to take a look at John Brown. This is a guy who caught for over 1,000 yards this year. You could easily put Garyon on him. But you know how many times Garyon has been burned? Well, I mean, yes. But Garyon has done a much better job. I mean, he's done a better job than Oakland. Don't get me wrong about that. But at the same time, I would be much more comfortable with Jonathan Joseph on Brown versus well, Gary. We've seen Joseph get burned. Well, yeah, I didn't so think about injuries, that. Injuries will play a part. Uh, and then, you know, you know, mentioning Gary on Conley, since he's been in Houston, he's only allowed 51% completion compared to 67 in Oakland, 262 yards in Houston compared to 316 yards in Oakland and only 13, well, really 14 yards per completion compared to 18 yards per completion in Oakland. And this is without an offseason with his team and Romeo Cornell. So he still has some struggles, but he's done a much better job. But the receivers for the Buffalo Bills don't scare me. What scares me is if Josh Allen has one of those games where he's finding a rhythm 
because he's allowed to. But he struggles against teams like the Patriots. Even the first game against the Patriots. Yeah, but that's the Patriots. The Patriots defense is a hell of a lot better than the Texans defense. Like, how many times have we come in here? This has been a roller coaster year for the Texans defense, especially for that secondary. Every time you and I come into the studio, we be like, yo, Texans secondary looking like they're trending in the right direction. Then they have a terrible game, and we, we back at square one. I know their receiving core don't scare me. It's not like we're going up against Michael Thomas or uh, Odell Beckham or any of those guys. But at the same time, we've seen our secondary look a bit suspect at times. And I'm pretty sure Beasley and Browns might create some kind of problem. Once again, especially if a guy like Jonathan Joseph isn't available. And if he is available, once again, is he going to be 25, 50, or 75%? We don't know. And then the funny thing about it is... When I say allow Josh Allen to get hot, I'm, I look at a team like the Miami Dolphins when they played them, where Josh Allen had four total touchdowns, no interceptions, and then John Brown got hot. So that's what I mean. We can't allow Josh Allen to win this game with his arm. And if he is not a factor with his arm, we limit that offense. We pretty much know what they're going to do because they're already good at it. That's from the ball. DJ Reader and those boys up front are going to be called to ball out. And then with our secondary, do your job. That's 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 the mantra of everybody. Do your job. Gary on Conley, we brought you in. We traded a third-round pick for you. You've shown maturity here. You've shown some bad. Who needs you to do your job? Bradley Roby, when you've been on that field, you've been very good. Lonnie Johnson Jr., hey, rookie, you've had your moments. Whether it was in training camp, hitting people, standing over them, or whether it was a, a big pass deflection on a fake Punt, you've had your up and down moments, but Saturday, everybody's 0-0. Everybody's 0-0. Everybody's going to be called to do their job. And I enjoy doing my job talking about the Houston Texans on Locked On Texans. Follow us on Twitter at Locked On Texans. Give us a follow individually. Well, right now, I'm still catching up on Breaking Bad. Skylar White is kind of warming up to the idea. <laughs> I'm John, some sports guy Hickman. Follow me on Twitter at some sports guy. With two wise. Interact, talk crap, doesn't matter. I'm here for it all. And I'm Cody Davis. Please follow me on Twitter at Cody C O T Y D A V I S underscore 24. Word from the wise. Do you mind if I get the word from the wise today? By all means. Word from the wise. If you're doing an interview, be sure to mention every single company and brand name possible because you never know. You might be like LeBron James and get. A sponsorship deal, all of it, just by mentioning their name. That's the only reason why we we're advertising calm. He mentioned in the ESPN interview, and bam, sponsorship. And then one day you can get mentioned on Locked On Texans. The rest of the week, we're dedicating this to the playoffs and what this team must do to make it to the divisional round because we're tired of it. We're tired of not getting there with the talent we have on this roster. We're, try- we're tired of dropping duds and then getting embarrassing losses. Peace. For Locked On Texans, your daily podcast on the Houston Texans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.